Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and another installment of 12 Habits. This is our second habit, and in habit number two, we are trying to reduce our phone usage. Now, just a reminder, 12 Habits is the year-long project that we're going to be undertaking together in 2022, where every single month we will either be making or breaking a habit, a habit that we know will be good for us to either implement or to get rid of. And in our first habit, we tackled meditation. I found that to be so wonderfully beneficial, I can't even tell you. But I have to say, now that I'm two episodes into habit number two, I realise it was actually pretty easy in comparison to trying to minimise my phone usage. And I don't know if anyone is listening to this thinking, I've made no progress whatsoever, Emma. Don't worry, I think we're all in the same boat. But this is me reminding you, your phone is supposed to be the most tempting thing in your life. Like pretty much. There are hundreds of designers, really advanced technology, all at work to try to keep you locked into that phone, keep it in your hand, keep you engaged and keep your eyes on it, your ears on it, whatever it is. I mean, I'm gathering many of you are probably listening to this very podcast uh, on your mobile device. Anyway, So don't feel bad if this one feels like a habit that has stalled before it's even started. And actually, because I'm doing this in February, we only have four episodes. This is the second episode. And I had intended to get a guest on for this episode. But after the first instalment, the message I received most was from people saying, just give me the tips. Just tell me some things I can do now, like practically that I can do now that will minimize my screen time because I'm I'm so worried about the impact it's having on my life. And this is really genuine. This is something that has come through in, I would say, 80% of the messages that you, my most excellent listeners, have very kindly taken the time to send in. The majority of you are actually a little bit, I would say, at the end of their tether, really frustrated by the amount of time they're spending on their phone because you want to stop, yet it seems very hard not to. And this is why I think it often comes up that phone usage falls into that addictive space. And again, that's something I want to get an expert on to talk about. But uh, I did say that I would uh, make this series for you. And so to that end, based on the messages that I have been getting, I've come up with a list of things that you can do right here, right now that are proven to be helpful if you want to make a dent in the many hours that you spend on your phone every day, every week, whatever it might be. And I think one of the things that I wanted to address again in this episode is that we've talked about the fact that there is only a vague goal. And that's because no one has said, hey, the ideal phone usage time is da, 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 and we're told it's 90 minutes, 60 minutes, 30 minutes. We have no idea what we have to work towards in order to make an improvement. We just know a bit less. And so actually that makes it really frustrating. I was trying to think of something where there might be a parallel or some symmetry where knowing where you need to get to is unknown. And I can't think of one, to be completely honest, because I think in so many other areas, and I think with all the other habits we'll probably end up dealing with in this series, I think there will be a point that we know that we've succeeded. And I don't think this is going to be as Hollywood ending like with phone usage. I think it's going to be about slow, consistent behavior t- behavior change over time, leading to what the individual perceives as a healthier slash better, in inverted commas, relationship with their smartphone, their phone, whatever it might be. 
So I think the most important thing really now is to figure out how this better relationship with your phone is going to look and feel how you want it to look and feel. You're not going to not use your phone, but what would feel comfortable to you? What do you think would be an appropriate amount of usage? And then it's about taking the control and building what that end goal looks like for you as an individual, because I'm not sure there's actually... Uh, a goal that would be applicably applicable universally so in the way that say if you are a certain if you're going on a diet for example uh, nutritionists can give you a, a calorie goal based on your height weight all of those sorts of things I think we're going to have to figure out our goals for ourselves based on what's realistic so the first thing I would say before I get into these very useful tips which to be honest I have put into practice already is have a little bit of a phone audit And if you remember, cast your mind back to the very first episode in 12 Habits when I was talking about uh, why I hate New Year's resolutions and why 12 Habits is a little bit of a sort of a kickback to the idea of a resolution, the idea of like, right, I'm going to be better in the next 12 months. Well, what about what you achieved in the previous 12? Think about all the things that made you feel good. Think about the things that made you feel bad. Do more of the former and do much less of the latter, if any at all. And I think the same is true with your phone. I think we can probably all think about activities that we use our phones for that make us feel really good, that we find helpful, whether... So I know, for example, I find tracking my exercise via my Apple Watch and my Apple phone, my iPhone, and also my cycle. I find things like that really helpful. I also find my online diary really helpful when I actually fill it in and don't keep it all in my head. Those are really helpful apps that make me feel good. They make me feel on top of things. But social media apps, when used to excess, and I can't hide behind the, I have to use it for work all the time, especially not when it's um, when I've looked at the details of my screen time. Um, I think it's figuring out those apps and making conscious effort to use those less. So it's this, it's this sort of, this double-edged sword, isn't it? There are things about our phones that do make us feel good or that are extremely useful. And then there are things about our phones that maybe don't make us feel good and aren't useful and so I would encourage you to just have a little bit of an audit and think about the things that are positive about your phone and then think about the things that are negative and then use some of the tips that I'm about to share with you to help you make the most of it to do more of the good and to do less of the bad okay so the first thing I will say is this your phone whether it's android or iphone has actually got quite a lot of built-in tools to help you with this very issue. Surprisingly, it's not something that maybe people shout about a ton, but they are available to you right now. You could pick up your phone right now and I could direct you to find some things that could be really helpful and I could actually minimize your screen use from now, from like this second. And so that might actually be really helpful. And so let's go into those because how many times have you gone into settings and realized there's actually loads of things you can do in the back end, as it were, you just didn't know that it was there. I know when I'm speaking to friends and I say, oh, I'm having this issue with my phone and they say, oh, just go into settings and go into this thing. And then you turn that on or you do this or whatever it might be. There's loads there, but sometimes it's no, you just don't know that it's there to be able to make the changes. So Look in your settings. So I'm going to navigate to you via um, Apple because that's the device I have. So that's the one that's in front of me. But the majority of these are also available to you in Android. So we've talked about screen time. That's the uh, that's the section that we talked about in the first episode that revealed that I had a, a whopping, what was it, two hours and 37 minutes that I'd been spending that day on, on wasn't just Instagram, although it nearly always was. Um, 
So screen time, actually, there's more to it. So I was just going into screen time and seeing the big number, however many hours, however many minutes and thinking, yikes. But then actually, if you scroll down a bit, you can look at your most used apps. And that is where it becomes really helpful. If you've done that audit about the thing that makes you feel good about your phone, the thing that makes you feel bad about your phone, if you look at that list of your most used, and it will tell you the hours, the minutes that you spent on those, so it will give you your total amount of time, and then it will break down which apps you're using and how much time you're spending on them. If it's at the top, if the app that makes you feel the worst is at the top of that list and is the one that you spend the most time on, then that's something that needs a little bit of work. So actually, just having that marked out for you really helps you see, okay, I'm probably spending more time on my phone than I want to. And most of that time is engaged in an app that makes me feel icky or bad or not great. So right, I need to figure that out. So it might be for one app, it might be for lots of them. But for me, it's Instagram. And I like I said, I can't hide behind the fact that I need to use it for work. So I've set myself up an hour limit a day within the app. And actually, that so far this week has allowed me to do loads. It's allowed me to upload all of the posts that I need to post for work. It's also allowed me to do my Q&As that I do on my Instagram. And then when it says time to whatever, I just, um, it comes up with a little clock and says time to close down the app and allows you also to set a slightly longer one. So I try not to do that. Um, I just close it down think, right, that's me for the day. I shan't look at it again. And I don't have my notifications on, which is actually one thing that we'll come on to in a minute. So if you have your phone in front of you, you want to make some immediate changes, go into settings, look at your screen time and also look at the amount of time that you're spending on individual apps. And that will tell you where you need to focus your efforts during this habit formation. Because if it's Instagram or it's a social media app, then you know, right, I need to turn off the notifications for that one. I definitely need to spend less time on it. And that's something that you can work on. And then it becomes an Instagram thing or less and less of a phone thing. See what I mean? You're kind of breaking it down already. And once you break down a goal into tinier tasks, it becomes a little bit more, it becomes a lot more accessible, shall we say. The other thing is about keeping your phone close, but not too close. And by that, I mean, keep your phone outside of arm's reach. (laughs) And this is quite a tricky one because I am a swine for sitting down in the evening, watching television, as I did last night, I sat down, I'd had my dinner on the sofa, got my blanket out. I was like, ooh, right, it's Saturday night. I'm going right, to have a really comfortable, nice evening watching a film. Within five minutes, I was online looking to see who the actor was, who his previous relationships had been with, because that's going to tell me a lot and decide whether I want to move forward with this imaginary relationship. And then I was looking at all the other cast members, what other things that they'd been in. And I wasn't engaged in the film that I was watching, which is such a shame. So having done the research that I've done today, I'm now when I watch television, when I have my phone in the same room, which I like having, I will face it at me but I will not have it within arm's reach. I will not have it so that I can pick it up willy-nilly. And it sounds like such a silly thing, but it really does make a big difference. I have actually implemented this and tried this before, and it does work. So just putting it slightly out of reach does work. It's just one of those things that you can fall back into that habit quite badly, especially if you, like me, like hate watching certain television shows with your friends and as you're watching it and they're watching it, you're texting each other how terrible it is or whatever. No mention of and just like that, because actually on some level I did really enjoy that, even though I hated it at the same time. Okay, so keeping the phone out of arm's length, out of arm's length, out of your reach is one thing, but turning your notifications off 
is so important. Turn them all off. I was actually at lunch with a friend this week and they were talking about notifications you get from Twitter. And I said, oh gosh, I've turned off all of my notifications on Twitter. And then she showed me on her phone all these kind of random ones that come up that basically like you might like this. I've turned everything off. The only notifications I get are text messages and WhatsApps. I don't even get my emails coming through. I have to go into the app to get my emails. So turn off all of your notifications. Again, this is pretty easily done. There are some third party apps that you can use to do this for you. But this is something, again, it's in your phone right now. You can go in, just go and turn off, go into notifications and just turn everything off or turn them off to a degree that would make you feel comfortable. Because obviously I'm sure that there were there will be some apps like there are for me that I don't want to turn off all the time because they feel quite important. Sort of when I say important, I mean, I don't want to not get calls from certain people in case they need to get in touch with me. So turning your notifications off is one thing. And then another thing that you can do is actually move your apps around on your home screen. This is something I heard ages ago on a podcast with, I think it was Tim Ferriss, where he talked about rearranging your apps because there's a certain amount of muscle memory that your thumbs have and they'll just instinctively click on things and so every month actually on the first of every month I go in and I scramble my apps essentially and I also have them across lots of screens so they're not all on they're not all packed in tightly so I'll have certain apps all over the place so if I want to get to I have to scroll through five screens to get small details are big surfaces Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. To them. And it's just making, it's just putting friction in the way. It's making it much harder to just tap on something and open something up. So, and you will see, trust me, on the first of every month, you're, you will instinctively go to hit something because your thumb will have found that muscle memory already with that app. Your thumb will go to it and you'll realize, gosh, I'm opening up my banking app. And actually, I wanted to open up Instagram. So, scrambling your apps the sudden alert every first of every month scramble my apps that does make a difference because once you make them harder to find it takes a little while for you to get back into your groove of using them in the same way and I've talked about this as well about keeping your phone outside of arm's reach um, and the other thing and I've spoken to a lot of friends this week and every single person struggles with this one 
And it's probably the piece of phone advice that you will hear most. And it's about keeping your phone outside of the bedroom. And this is because, I mean, I've done plenty of episodes about struggling to sleep. But if you are somebody who struggles to sleep, the first thing you can do is think, oh, I'll just pick up my phone and see what's happening. I'm so guilty of that. I have lots of friends in different time zones and my phone usually in the morning has got lots of messages from people who are in Australia or the States. And so if I pick my phone up at three o'clock in the morning, I have someone to speak to because I can get involved. (laughs) And so I have started keeping my phone outside of my bedroom. And I can tell you, I am sleeping better. And actually, this is something I had done before and I fell back into bad habits. I didn't keep it on my bedside table. I used to put it into a drawer, but obviously wake up in the middle of the night, I can very easily get hold of it. But when I did the meditation course, it was something I was really strict with myself about. I thought, no, I'm going to really try this. So I have my phone in the hallway. And when I was speaking to all, every single one of my friends said the exact same thing. We all feel worried about not having the phone by the bed just in case something happens in the middle of the night. And I remember when Dr. Rongan Chatterjee was on the podcast, I think he said that he keeps his phone downstairs. And I remember when he said it, I thought, God, you've got to go down a whole flight of stairs to get to your phone in case you're needed. I don't have a landline, so maybe that's part of the anxiety I have around it. But I am keeping my phone in the hallway. And it's probably one of the tougher things to do because it's so easy to get into bed, look at your phone, shove it in the drawer and go to sleep. But actually, it's a really important thing to do. And if you're about to say to me, Oh, Emma, I use my phone as my alarm clock, so I need it by your bed. Well, I tell you what gets me out of bed in the morning, having to run into the hallway to silence my phone because it's annoying and loud and vibrating and it's just too jarring. And what I will often do is run into the hallway, pick up the phone and silence it, then get back into bed, sit up, prop myself up and do my meditation. And actually having to get up and run to the phone means that I'm kind of already physically up and then I just go straight into my meditation and my day starts earlier. So I have found it to be a good tactic, but I know that that one for a lot of people is the sticky one. So try it, see how you get on with it. See if you're walking to the hallway or downstairs to check your phone in the middle of the night. But yeah, that's definitely, definitely a good one. And it's one that I've come across on numerous sites that are recommending the different ways that you can limit your phone use. And like I said, it was something... The scrambling your apps and also keeping the phone outside of the bedroom, I think, were two things on Tim Ferriss's podcast, which is quite a while ago now, probably a few years. But anyway, and another thing he said is about switching your phone to grayscale. So I remember when the app, oh gosh, what is it? The one with the yellow ghost. It's about to come to me. It's not TikTok. It's the other one. You know what? Snapchat. Is that it? Is that the name of it? God, I'm such a dinosaur. Anyway, I remember when that app launched and it absolutely just went through the roof. I remember reading something at the time about the fact that one of the one of the keys to its success had been that they had chosen an icon with which was yellow, which is very unusual. So it made it stand out on home screens. And then I subsequently heard a podcast where someone was talking about this and about the different ways in which the uh, icons, the home screens and the particular app icons and logos are designed to make you to draw your eye towards them so that they win in the real estate battle on your home screen you're going to go to them before you go to anything else and so actually if you go into settings and again it's all here and you switch your phone to grayscale so that essentially your screen and the apps on it are all black and white you're not going to be triggered by the color the shape all of those things that have been designed to try and get you to open those apps so that is another way 
And trust me, it makes your phone look so boring. You will pick it up and think, not bothered. I'll see what's on the telly. Honestly, it is such a useful tactic, but it's a hard one. Again, it's a really hard one to implement because it makes the phone, which is so wonderful and lovely to use, it makes it look so boring. But trust me, it's it's one worth trying. Give it a go. And then when it comes to notifications, there's also something else to say, actually, and that's about vibration. Because how many times have you reached for your back pocket because you felt it vibrate, but your phone hasn't been in there? I think we've all got this weird thing about we're so sensitive now to vibrations that it's actually as bad as a pinging noise in terms of how distracting it can be. So maybe pop into your notifications that we've already talked about and see how you get on switching some of them to full silence so that when you do see an alert come in, it will just maybe pop up on the screen but there's no vibration and there's no sound and see if that gets you using your phone less. These are all things that you can just try out. As we're on this month-long habit test, these are all things that you can try and see if they work for you. Now, again, this is specific to Apple, but this is also available on Android. And I had no idea that this was available to me until I found it about 48 hours ago. It's incredible. So on Android, it's called Wind Down and it's within the settings. And on iPhone, it's called Downtime. I had no clue. So you can actually set a downtime and during that time, only apps you allow or people you select will show up in your notifications. And you can also have it do a straight block so the device is completely blocked during downtime so you won't get a single notification at all. You turn it back on, they'll appear on your screen. And I'm not sure I have the the constitution to try the full block just yet, but the fact that I can go into downtime and much like do not disturb. So I have my phone on do not disturb between 11 o'clock in the evening and seven o'clock in the morning. So when my friends in other, in other time zones text me in the middle of the night, it will, it will do that thing where it silently appears. It will uh, appear on my home screen, but there's no vibration. There's no uh, pinging. There's no, um, the screen doesn't light up, but if I pick up the phone, lo and behold, there they are. So, um, much like do not disturb this is where you can set a time between various times where the phone is blocked essentially where you're on downtime so you could say right you know what between 9 and 11 in the morning that if I'm productive then my day is is going to be a winner you could put downtime on then or you could do it in when you get home from work whatever it might be you have the option to actually save yourself chunks of time because the phone is essentially on downtime, it's on sleep mode and it's not going to bother you. Now, if all of these sound like things that you're willing to try, but you still have the problem of picking up your phone and thinking, why did I pick up the phone? Why did I pick up my phone in the first place? And you're just reaching for it, just without even being conscious that you're doing it. Then I found out about this app, which I actually think is really sweet. And it's called Forest. Again, I'll put the link to this in the show notes. But it gamifies taking breaks from your phone. So yes, it's using an app to limit your phone use. And I I understand that that might seem like a contradiction and oxymoron and all of those things. Oxymoron, as my English teacher used to say. Um, And I believe that she's right. But anyway, um, essentially what this does is every time you need to focus, you open up the Forest app and you you press it and it plants a seed. And so... The longer you leave it, the stronger the, the, the seed will grow. But if you pick up your phone, the plant, the sapling, the tree will wither and die. And it will 
clock up a timer as you're going. And I just thought that was a really sweet idea because I'm definitely somebody who would think, yep, I want to see that tree. I want to see how how big that seed can grow. So that would actually really work for me. So I've tried that out a couple of times and it is really sweet. So I'll put the link in the show notes to that particular app. But those are the things that I have come across, whether it's recently or other things that they remembered that I've tried in the past and worked, but I then fell out of the habit of doing. Those are all tactics that will help you get to a place where maybe you are using your phone, not less, but in a way that you feel happier about. Because I think from the messages that you've been sending me, it's the frustration, it's feeling that you're losing time, it's feeling that you're not present, it's feeling that you're distracted, it's feeling that your phone is taking something from you that you can't get back. And so hopefully making these little tweaks, trying these little, you know, the phone audit, turning off your notifications, moving your apps around, using grayscale, keeping the phone out of reach, turning off the vibrate, all of those little things mean that you can still use the phone, but maybe the phone will become less of a frustrating addiction that you, addiction in inverted commas, will come onto that. Hopefully, um, I hopefully have a guest lined up that will be able to delve into that a bit more. But hopefully it will just make you feel that actually you're using your phone in a way that doesn't feel naughty, doesn't feel bad, doesn't feel unhealthy, doesn't feel like something that's taking away from you. Actually feels as though you're getting back to a balance where the phone is being used in a way that you bought it for in the first place, which is to make life easier, not make life go away. So those are the tips. I will be back next week, hopefully with a guest, schedules allowing. But for all of you who asked, just just please give me some tips. Tell me some things I can do right now, right in the here and now that will limit my phone use. I hope that those tips have been useful. I will list them in the show notes. I will also list them in an Instagram post so you can find them really easily. But if you have any questions, if there's anything you would like me to ask any of the guests between now and next week, then all you have to do is email me thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and put 12 habits in the subject line. That really helps me um, make sure that you get prioritized and I get to your messages first. So put 12 habits in the subject line and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And don't forget, you can always DM me on Instagram and Twitter, or you can put a post in the Facebook group. The link to join us in the show notes. Please agree to the forum rules. Please, please, please answer the question. Agree to the forum rules. I'm dipping in and out of there all day. There are loads of people in there who'll be helpful. But if you have any questions about this, just pop a post in the Facebook group. There are over 5,000 of you in there. So there's going to be someone who's going to be helpful and get back to you. So go there, put your post up and we'll all get back to you. And then I'll be able to talk about it on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for joining me on this year long habit tour I will see you on the next one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.